Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. My friends, I'm Brendan Burchard, host of The Brendan Show and founder of GrowthDay.com, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today. I believe that every day 
we can be inspired, we can live with intention and purpose, we can bring the joy and honor the struggles of each day to push ourselves to, to grow, to serve, to be a role model, to lead extraordinary lives. I believe that every day is a great day to grow. That's why I started my company, growthday.com. It's an online personal growth platform where you can get me and the world's best personal development teachers live, coaching you every week, sharing our wisdom, keeping you motivated and accountable, encouraging you to find the aliveness and the connection and meaning of life that we're all after. If you're not a member yet, please go sign up at growthday.com and join our huge worldwide community of achievers. For less than a dollar a day, you get the world's best teachers live every week. And look, you've probably known for a long time that you needed some expert guidance and inspired community and life-changing tools. So please, your breakthrough awaits you at growthday.com. Now, let's get to today's episode, my friends. Please listen closely. Maybe you take some notes so you remember these insights of personal growth. And share this episode with three of your friends because we all have to share more positive messages in the world today. So share this with three friends, just like you who are committed to their personal growth. And also be sure to tag me or DM me on Instagram at Brendan Burchard. Join our million plus community there on Instagram so I can say hi. Thanks again for listening. Now let's begin. What's it like when you have those dark days, those disappointments, those huge setbacks that happen inevitably to all of us? And how can you use your mind and set up a few habits to overcome those a little faster, to cope with them in a responsible manner, but also you know, to, to feel alive again after those really dark days? That's a big topic here we're going to talk about. It's not always the most inspiring thing when we talk about the difficult days, but I do know that we all have to learn to be more resilient if we're going to be high performers. We have to learn how to transform all that negative, chaotic energy into something that we have a sense of control about and that we can create some positive outcomes toward the things that we want in our life. And that's hard when maybe your business is struggling or your spouse isn't supportive, or somebody in your family is sick, or having really bad health, or got a bad medical report. I know all that's hard. So I'm here to cheer you on this week, but also give you some capabilities and maybe new ways to look at a few things, try a few new things, that will get you out of those dark days a little faster. So how do you deal with those dark times? The major setbacks, or just the deep disappointments of life. We're talking about dark days and disappointments, and the first piece I wanna really talk about is maybe something most people don't think about. And that is often the dark days we have, the crushing defeats, the difficulties of life, often they're not preventable. I mean, you can't prevent maybe all the medical reports when they're bad. You can't prevent maybe every difficulty at the business. But here's what I have found over and over. The people who keep getting knocked off their feet over and over, who can't get back to resilience or back to high performance, often fail to do something very simple that it turns out some of the world's greatest leaders do. And that's a very simple thing. That is to learn to anticipate drama. Learn to anticipate drama or turmoil 
or difficulty or challenge. Now again, I know we've got people from all walks of life here. We have some people who are, who are dealing with some major issues. So let me give some examples here from minor issues to bigger issues, okay? Sometimes, let's say, you, 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 know, you, you end up at the end of the day and you had that big meeting earlier in the day and it didn't go the way you thought it did. And you're really disappointed about how it turned out. And what happens often is disappointment is often a lack of having not anticipated enough things in advance. And so what ends up happening is you kind of roll in with all these high expectations, but you didn't anticipate the difficulties or the challenges that will come up, right? It turns out uh, a lot of work done by like Jim Collins and other organizational leaders have found out that leaders tend to anticipate drama in the sense that they're a little bit paranoid. They're, they're not paranoid in a negative way or an obsessive way, but they're so thoughtful about what might go wrong that they're less disappointed later on. So for example, if you're gonna go in that big important meeting of the day and you're really excited about this meeting, you're finally gonna be vulnerable and share your ideas and be excited about your new dream, your new idea, and you plan out everything you're gonna say and you plan out how to do the clothes and, and you think through everything and you practice everything. But then in the middle of that meeting, someone goes, well, I think that's a stupid idea. And you didn't anticipate that drama. You didn't anticipate that someone's gonna doubt you. Someone is gonna object. Someone's gonna interrupt you. If you don't anticipate those things, they really throw you off and they rattle you so much so that later on, you're a hot mess about it. Like later on, you're like, oh my God, I didn't think that person was gonna say this and they didn't that. Everything in life, if you're gonna be a high performer, you might take a step back and say, what's gonna trip me up about this? Many of you know that I do that every single morning in the shower. So the second question I ask in the shower is always, what might trip me up today or throw me off and how would my highest self meet that? I ask that every single day. I look at my calendar. When I look at my calendar, I see big events come up. I go, okay, what might, be, what might go sideways there? What might not work out well? And by anticipating that, when it comes up, I'm calm. I already saw it in my mind. I already knew it might happen. I already anticipated what to do. And if you anticipate that things are going to go wrong, then when they do, you don't get so upset and worked up about it. Does that make sense? But I mean this also at a more difficult level of life, all right? That sometimes there's gonna be some major, major turmoil in life. And let's say you're heading into a breakup of a relationship. So many people go into the breakup of a relationship and they don't think it through and so they don't anticipate that, of course, the other person's gonna fight for what they want. Of course, the other person is going to become selfish at some point. Of course, the other person's gonna become scared at some point. Of course, the other person is going to um, you know, argue and blame. But when those things happen, people are so surprised. I can't believe you're blaming me. I go, you're breaking up with someone and you can't believe the person's blaming you? Have you not lived one rotation around the earth yet? <laughs> you know, it's like they forget human behavior. They didn't anticipate it. And I hope you get this. This also applies to health, right? I, I'm always surprised how people who are like 50 years old who often say, geez, you know, I, I'm really surprised my body's stiffening up. You haven't moved in seven years. You didn't anticipate that if you don't move in seven years, you're gonna feel like crap. And that's what happens is that all of a sudden health goes down. People didn't anticipate, of course, as you get older, you have to do more to take care of your health. 
Duh. So you can't wake up one day and go, I feel so sad. I'm sore and old and gross. How did you not know that was going to happen? How did you not know that they were going to interrupt you in the meeting? How did you not know that the first time you, uh, you know, made your pitch to that prospect, they were going to say no? You have to anticipate the no's. You have to anticipate the difficulties, the bad health days, the difficulties. I'll give you like tangible examples from my career. When I go do a seminar, like a four-day seminar, I have a, a full anticipation of, okay, what happens if I get sick? What happens if I eat something I shouldn't eat? What happens if I get hurt? What happens if the, the, somebody, you know, attacks the building? What happens if, you know, there's an earthquake? I know that all sounds crazy, but I've literally thought through almost all of that and made contingency plans with myself or with the team because inevitably, think about the disaster and the major setbacks that happen in life when you don't anticipate those things. So I really want you to think about it. It's like, okay, I need to think through these next couple of weeks of my life and where might things go sideways and how could I meet those as my highest self? How could I be prepared for those difficulties? And when you're prepared and you know that those things might happen, you meet them better. You know, I, I also, I, my, and many of you guys know, my father passed away from cancer. And when we got the diagnosis, I had to kind of emotionally, like, get some resolve about that and go, okay, well, gosh, let, let's do everything we can to care for this person's health. But, okay, what, what would happen if the health declines? And this isn't being... You know, this sounds like sometimes I know when I share this, it, it can tilt somebody into pessimism. It can tilt somebody into sadness. It can tilt somebody into really focusing on the negative or actually becoming paranoid. But what I have found over and over and over again with high performers is they, they allow that and they do it in a healthy way. Like they contingency plan. You should be contingency planning. What happens if next month's revenue is not what it was this month? What happens if in five years from now, you're not in good health and you can't run your business anymore? What happens if you know, uh, your industry completely changes and your systems and tools aren't good anymore? What, what happens if that bad health report does get worse? Like anticipating and thinking through that is part of being both a mature adult, but also a high performer because I've learned from them over and over. They think through things, seven steps, where they're very strategic thinkers, high performers are. And they're strategic thinking in their personal life, their professional life, in every area that matters, their career, their health, their finances. They're absolutely of that anticipatory mind and that helps them deal with the crap when it arrives. Like nothing surprises me that much anymore at all. How can we all not anticipate major, terrible, cataclysmic health things? How, how can you live in the Caribbean and not anticipate hurricanes? How, how can you send your kids to school without asking, okay, what happens if something bad happens? How do they communicate with me and how do I get them? I mean, that's just part of living in the real world as it is now. I mean, global warming is a thing. Violence at schools and at work is a thing. That random happenings, like it, that, it's a thing. And it's not to freak anybody out. And I know, again, as I said at the very opening, I hope you heard me, I said, I know this is a sensitive topic because it brings on all sorts of scary things for people. And it can bring up lots of trauma and it can bring lots of, of, of fear. But I'm here to tell you, actually, you can meet that with an even hand and a cool head when you anticipate it, 
when, when you just know that that's going to like, it didn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all that there could be gunfire any moment, anywhere, in any town, anywhere around America. That doesn't, how, how can that surprise us anymore? That shouldn't surprise, not, that doesn't mean it's not scary in the moment, but like knowing that these can happen, these things can happen makes us better, right? I mean, have you ever thought of what happens if you get in a car accident? Have you ever thought what, you know, what, what happens if your house, uh, you know, something, you leave the iron on, your house starts on fire. Like, have you ever thought through those things? And again, I know this is like way freaky for people. And I was sensitive. I was like, should I really bring this up to this high performance community? I mean, is this going to be like freaking people out? And I, but I just thought, you know, what? I don't think it will. I just think that you will say, you know what? Maybe it is good. Contingency planning is a piece of the strategic mindset. Contingency planning is what high performers do. They just think through this stuff. It's not that I'm a prepper for the ends of doomsday. I don't think humanity's gonna end and, and I'm not too worried about nuclear weapons falling on my head any day soon. But I am a person who goes, well, if the odds are pretty high, how would I think through that? How would I deal with that? You know, if, if, if an earthquake did happen, how would I get a hold of my wife? Um, where would we go? Um, how do we get out of town? And it's not like I obsess about it and make major plans. I'm just aware that negative things can happen. I'm the same way with my own life, right? The, the, the way I've set up my entire business is that my entire business can run if I'm not doing anything. You know, I've got online courses that could sell all day long, books that could sell all day long, funnels that we've built or could build all day long if for a month I want to take off or for a month I'm sick. And it just, I think that's just being part of a responsible adult. And I really believe that the more you anticipate, the less you end up in situations where there's catastrophe, where there's less, where you're like totally surprised and ruined by something. Now, again, those things do happen. Like we can all get surprised and terrible things can happen. You know, we, we didn't know, like my dad, we, did, we didn't know he was so limited on time. We didn't know. One day he got a leukemia diagnosis and, you know, he was gone 59 days later. And there just wasn't much you could anticipate or do about that. But once we got the diagnosis, we had to think it through. And those are difficult times. But I'm telling you, allowing your mind to go there is important. See, most people, they can't, they're, they're, they're so scared to death that they won't ever even think about it. But I think we should all think about the end of our lives and say, okay, well then, if my life is going to end someday, which it will for all of us, then how do I wanna live my life? And thinking about those negative things or those end of time, those can inspire us to live well and to serve well. The only reason I'm doing this work with you at all is because I've been, I was put in a place where I had to think through the end of my life, and by anticipating the very end, it's made me live today even better. You follow? So I want you to think of every major thing that you're gonna do. Like, hey, look, if you're gonna go run a marathon, don't just think, oh, I can't wait to cross the finish line. Think about mile 16, when it feels like your feet are falling off. How, what are you gonna tell yourself when your body starts breaking down? How are you gonna refill yourself at mile 12 and mile 17 so you can push through? Like all those little, like you gotta think through what happens when it gets hard? What happens when it's not gonna go right? And when you think through what happens when it's gonna be hard and not go right, 
you end up less disappointed, less surprised, and less in places what you would call a major setback because you already visited it. You were already there. You already anticipated. You already lived well. You already gave well. You already thought about their objection, and now you can deal with it confidently. That's the stuff that we're really talking about today. It's not to say, as you'll see, lots of crap can happen. But man, the more you anticipate, the better. Trust me. Hey, it's Brendan, and I want to jump in the middle of this episode here real quick and tell you about something I'm really excited about and something uh, that answers a question that many of you have for me all the time, which is, Brendan, where do you get this crazy focus and energy in your life? And the truth is, I've developed a supplement line that really helps me do that. And frankly, I needed to. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're trying to achieve big things, a lot of stress comes along. And as you're trying to achieve bigger things, you need to be on your A game more often. You need to be mentally sharp. You need to be mentally prepared. You need to be mentally energized and productive. And not once in a while, but like every day. You, you have to be on and sometimes guzzling more coffee isn't gonna do it. You have to use what we call nootropics, which are you know basically supplements that help optimize your brain. And yes, we have a product for exactly that. It's called HPX Optimize, and it is our most popular product. And you can get it. It's back in stock at hpxwellness.com. That's hpxwellness.com. You'll find HPX Optimize for your mental focus and energy there. You'll also find my favorite powdered energy drink that we created that's 100% organic and vegan. And you'll find my essentials, which is my daily multi that I take that covers my energy, that covers my longevity, that covers my immunity, that covers my brain and body health that I absolutely love. And you will feel the difference. Go to hpxwellness.com right now hpxwellness.com. Second big idea I wanna share with you here is to learn to delay your response. Specifically, what I want you to do is delay your emotional response. Now, this is where, uh, you know, some people say, well, Brandon, that's a pretty stoic thing to say. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe, I mean, stoicism has a lot to teach people. And I think it's important that when something goes on, not to freak out about it. So many people, here's what they do. Something negative happens and immediately they believe or think that it's the end of times. And so they anticipate total destruction in the moment something simple happens, like they anticipate total failure, total horrible, and they get all worked up and they get super emotional about stuff when it's just like, you don't even know it's gonna happen yet. Or even if it did just happen, just delay your response. You, you get that terrible email and it fires you up. Someone writes you a bad email, right? A customer, coworker, and you get pissed and all the fire is coming up and you just feel like you're gonna spit acid at the world. You're so angry, what do you do? Well, first I would say, why don't you delay that, learn to delay the time between stimulus and response, right? Before you jump to anger, can you see the email and not get to anger? Delay that. Delay that emotional response a little bit more, right? It's so easy to just go with the emotions, but often the way to cope and be resilient more is to think about the thoughts that you are having and ask, are these thoughts that I'm having, are these emotions that I'm having actually supporting me in coping with this, moving through it, or serving as a role model? Are these thoughts and emotions I'm having actually helping me 
cope with it, move through it well, or be a role model. And so I think that all the time. You know, when, when, when there's thousands of people on, on, who we care about, who's part of this community that we deeply care about, and all of a sudden our, our live cast goes dead, we don't freak out. We just don't. We just say, okay, take a breath. Let's go through this checklist. Let's check this. Plug that thing in. Do this thing. Let's go. That's all you can do. But if you let yourself freak out, it end, if you like go to immediate freak out, then what ends up happening is you're also training your mind and your body to go to immediate freak out. The way that you deal with every little bit of surprise and every little bit of drama and every little bit of disappointment is only setting you up for how you're gonna deal with the next one. So if you're freaking out about all the little things, when that big thing happens, you're gonna be a disaster. So what I tell people all the time is, go through the day and start training yourself to delay response time. Like just start training yourself. Like if you, if you feel a, a negative emotion coming on or you wanna immediately fight back or you wanna immediately say something negative, just breathe it out a little bit. Take two or three deep breaths and kind of wait and see a little bit. You know, the great spiritual teachers, read any great spiritual text and you will see that every single great spiritual guru, every single great spiritual leader of, of any times and any faith, they had a calmness when the drama was around. They didn't jump to anger. Often they asked questions. Often they delayed their response. Someone would ask a big question and they'd say, ah, good question. They'd close their eyes and they'd meditate for 20 minutes and come back with something. Like we're in such a culture of like speed, 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 answer, 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 respond, 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 retaliate, retaliate, retaliate. I'm kind of like, take a breather. Don't let anybody fool you into thinking you need to reply immediately to anything. Like life is on your clock. It's on your timeline. And you need to start with that as a presupposition. So when a negative event happens, as an example, and everyone's like, Brendan, what do we do? do, 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 do? Often, it's, I just take a, a breather and I, I think about it for a minute. And then I'm decisive and we move. But I don't get caught into the drama. And I tell you, that's helped me in a lot of spaces in my high performance life. You know, I've been to a seminar before. Some of you guys know the story. I was at one of my own seminars and somebody had a seizure in my audience. And I mean, talk about drama and a major setback for, for a seminar leader. You're doing your seminar and all of a sudden someone has a seizure and everybody in the room freaks out. I mean, people like people completely freak out. They're jumping up. They're trying to run back there. Like, oh my God, help, help. I mean, it was just like, it was like a bunch of, it, it was really, really a crazy moment. But I saw it happening. And soon as you see lots of drama, choose to be the calm amid the storm, right? You, you like, let's say you're a mom and two, two of your kids come in and they're screaming at each other. Right? You immediately, you want to fix it and you want to scream at them to stop screaming at each other and now you're all screaming at each other. Right? That immediate impulse is usually not the one to go with. Delay that response a little bit. Notice the drama and choose to be the calm amid the storm. Recognize it and deal with it from your highest self. I saw the drama in the audience with literally hundreds of people completely freaking out. It was just unbelievable. And the person, because the person was having a very physical seizure, was like literally on the ground like, bouncing around on the ground it, type of seizure. It was very dramatic. 
and people are really scared. And people, when people are scared or when they're angry, they tend to act very impulsively. And sometimes acting impulsively in those situations aren't actually serving you. And so you see it, and I see, I see it from the stage. And so everyone's freaking out and everything. So I just grab my mic. And now I don't know what's going on. I've never been in this situation before. I've thought about it though. And so I just grabbed my mic and I said, please, everybody, if you are not a doctor, sit down. Because everyone's standing up and they're all gawking around like this, what's going on? And I'm like, sit down. If you're not a doctor, sit down. And everyone's like, holy crap. Everyone sat down. I said, now listen, a member of our audience is having a health issue. And a lot of you are throwing off negative, chaotic energy when this person actually needs calm right now. If you want to help this person, take a few deep breaths, get calm. And it just completely changed the energy of the room. Because think about the person having a seizure. Do they need all this frantic, chaotic, crazy energy all around? But it was, it was a positive intent. People did want to help and stuff, but they're freaking out and they're screaming. It's like this person needed calm. This person needed to be supported with calming, healthful energy in the room, not that type of energy. And so I got the audience to calm down. I eventually got the audience to close their eyes and start sending this person back positive energy just as my team was arriving to the person and assisting the person and getting more professional support to come into the room to help the person. But it took almost 40 some minutes to get this person onto a stretcher and out of the room, during which time I had the whole audience, their eyes closed, taking them through guided meditations, sending positive energy, getting sort of checks from my, uh, from my team to let me know what was happening. And I shared that story because my immediate impulsive desire when that happened was, I was just like, I wanted to freak out, oh my God. And I wanted to jump into the audience. I wanted to run over and help this person. But that wasn't gonna serve the situation. Sometimes you learn to delay the response to ask what would serve the situation, not make me feel immediately involved. You know, it's almost taking a little bit of step back from your highest self and observing what is happening in times of drama, difficulty, or challenge. Even when, you know, I share with you, I worked with an ER surgeon one time, really amazing, amazing uh, medical professional who uh, I, I deeply admired and, and he had dealt with the, the, just the most terrifying um, situations imaginable. And he was really in, literally in charge, not just of himself, but his team in saving all these people's lives who came in every single day. And just a really inspiring guy. And I said, how, how, how do you get used to all that, that trauma and that you know, chaos that comes through that door every day? He goes, Oh, of course it's gonna happen. We're in an ER, Brennan. <laughs> I just love that answer. Of course it's gonna happen. We're in an ER, Brendan. And I'm in charge. So I can't freak out. So I gotta kind of take it in, delay the immediate response that I feel, and go, okay, what would actually serve here? And I love that so much because it's easy when things go bad to flip into either the reactionary or the victim. Isn't it true? I mean, weren't there some things last year that you overreacted to that maybe you could have dealt with better? Aren't there some things in your life right now where you're kind of like, it's easy to you know, blame the team or it's easy to 
blame the neighbor or it's easy to blame the politician or it's easy to blame something else. And because you know what blame gives you? The opportunity to sit on the couch and point versus saying, okay, what would be a helpful response here? What would actually serve the situation, not just serve my immediate need to respond with outrage or anger or a quip? You know, one reason I don't like sarcasm very much is because sarcasm is the easiest answer, right? So if someone does something wrong, be sarcastic, cut them down. You know, use your words to be really smart and make a joke at their expense. And we all have that, right? You and I see things. That's why it's like, you know, you watch America's home videos, Bunny's home videos, and, and, and somebody gets hurt and you kind of laugh. Like, you're going, oh, you know, it's like, it's an immediate impulse. But that's, our immediate impulses are not always our best humanity. And so the best humanity tends to come from a delayed response. It's the Dalai Lama calming himself. It's Nelson Mandela thinking through his release of prison and knowing when he got out of prison and apartheid was, you know, hanging on, he, he, he knew that people were going to want to revolt and literally kill, murder, or remove the current leadership. And he decided in advance, I'm going to not follow that impulse because of course I want retribution. Of, of course I would love to be, you know, vindicated. But instead, I'm going to make this a peaceful process, a peaceful transition. And I promise you that most of the drama of life, if you can just take one step back for a minute, observe it and delay your immediate impulses of drama and more tune into a higher thoughtful plane to ask how would my higher self deal with this, you'll do a better job. Now, of course, I know as I'm doing this, you can make all the jokes at me that you want. You know, you can say, oh, yeah, Brendan, try that when, you know, five children come in the room screaming and beating each other up. And, you know, like, I know it. I know there's plenty of circumstances you could say, well, Brendan, that doesn't apply to me. And I would still challenge you to step out of the drama a little bit, delay that impulse that you have, and ask how you can serve the situation. Because, listen, remember I shared earlier, you're training yourself how to deal in those little circumstances, how, when, when you get cut off in traffic, how you deal with that is probably gonna come out when you get cut off in the meeting. You know what I'm saying? People who like, if every time you get cut off, you get angry ah, and you freak out, you step in that immediate reactionary response, you're gonna do it at an inopportune time when you should have done it. So every little thing you're training, when, when you're at the line at Starbucks, be patient. Don't be an impatient person, because if you're impatient at the line at Starbucks, how are you going to treat your kids when you're tired and they really need mommy's attention? That impatience, every little thing that we're doing, often that little microcosm becomes the macrocosm. And so always remember, train yourself to step back, delay that response, deal with it well, and I promise you'll have so fewer disappointments, so fewer major setbacks. Because when those things come up, they're not major anymore. You've run that route so many times, you know how to deal with it. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brandon Show. Tell some people about this episode. It's on each of us to spread positivity and empowerment during these times of chaos and negativity, right? So I'm asking you to be the dealer of hope and personal growth and education in your tribe. So take a screenshot right now and share the screenshot and this link to this episode with three of your friends today. Post it on social media. Use the hashtag 
growth day. That's hashtag growth day, because that's the name of my company. And we're always giving away prizes to our community. If you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, leave a review, because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. So my last thought for today, please remember, you are stronger than you think, and the future holds good things for you. Tomorrow can be an inspired day. Every new morning is a second chance. Every day is a great day to grow. We're thankful to have you here in the Growth Day community, so be sure to go deeper with us at growthday.com. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503 503- 212-6125 and it's my exclusive text list and if you're not on it it's where I share some of my most popular episodes or if I drop a new YouTube I send it your way or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet I give that exclusive link out to that group so just go there and text me 503-212-6125 it's kind of cool it's back and forth this is my community text number so tons of my community share you know insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth and i'm in there my team's in there we really just try to engage you on a different platform it's super fun and again anytime i have something special going out this is the first group to know about it so just go text me at 503-212-6125 Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course 
and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, it's Brendan. And I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post, we can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.